Hello and welcome into the Fantasy Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Joe Mason, joined again by my good friend, Nick Huber. Nick, are you excited for week 15? I just need to get that bad taste of week 14 out of my mouth, Joey. I don't I don't think either of us did too well. And I horribly uh I kind of I kind of just ruined what we what we had going the week before. So I need to get that taste out of my mouth, man. I'm excited for week 15. Yeah, that's okay. There's always another week with with the NFL. So uh, I'm very excited for if you're in the playoffs in some of your leagues, you know, this is going to be an exciting weekend uh, for fantasy football wise. And we got a lot of close matchups for the playoffs this week. I know, uh, you know, the a couple teams, like for example, the Buccaneers have a shot at clinching a playoff spot this weekend. The NFC is really, really tight. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to go over these games last week. Uh, I just finished over 500 for point spreads, went nine for 16. Nick, you were five for 16. I know you can, Ugh. I know you can bounce back over under. Uh, we both didn't do very well. I did a little bit better than what I've been doing in the past. I had seven of 15. Correct. There was one push, uh, last week. And then, um, Nick, you were four of 15 on the over unders, but, uh, we're going to do better this week. I know we are, uh, let's jump right into it. First game of the week, it is uh, it's going to be tomorrow on Thursday, is the 4-9 LA Chargers against the 7-6 Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are favored by three and a half points. The over-under is 53. Uh, Vegas hasn't covered the last three weeks, and I am deciding to go with the Chargers in this one. I think they're going to pull off the upset. Wow, okay. Well, I just have no faith in Anthony Lynn, Joey. Um, he's really shown the inability to actually put together any type of competent coaching over the last few weeks. We've seen with the, the multiple special team plunders and, and uh, running the ball in situations that they shouldn't be running the ball in. And um, I went with the Chargers last week because I, it was against the Falcons, and that was the most Charger Falcons game I've ever seen in my fucking life. Uh, excuse my language. Uh, I think there was like three or four back-to-back interceptions in the last four minutes of the game, um, and the Chargers ended up taking away. But I told you I need to fade the char- the Chargers the rest of the year. Only took them because they're going against the Falcons. This is a good bounce-back spot for the Raiders. They've been having a tough uh, tough last few weeks, and I, I feel like they're going to come out. and um, It's going to be a high-scoring affair. Give me the over. Give me the Raiders to cover the spread. All right. Yeah, I'm going with the under. You know me. But uh, yeah, it should be uh, this should be a good game on Thursday night football. I know a lot of people got got some some players going in their fantasy leagues. If you got Austin Eckler or Derek Carr, just make sure if you have anybody playing in the Thursday night games, you put them in your take them out of your flex, put them in your, you know, positional spot just in case you never know with COVID. You know, if you especially in Superflex, if you start Derek Carr at Superflex and then you find out your main QB got COVID you got to find a QB to back him up. Whereas if he's in your super flex, if you move him to your QB and your, and your QB that gets COVID is in your super flex, you can obviously you got more options, a little more flexibility. So make sure you do that. It's the playoffs. You never want to risk anything. Uh, yeah, so what you're saying is uh, make sure that Derek Carr is in the QB spot, not your flex spot. So you're not stuck with uh, Andy Dalton or something like that. <laughs> or, or uh, Chase Daniel or something like that. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, guys, get on it right now. Check your flexes. <laughs> yep. Uh, next game up, we have two Saturday games. This is the first of the Saturday games this week. We have the 10-3 and three Buffalo Bills at the 5-8 and eight Denver Broncos. Bills are favored by 6.5 points. The over-under is 51.5. Uh, 
Bills have covered their last five matchups. I'm going to stick with the consistency here and and how they're riding. So I'm going to go with the Bills minus six and a half, and I am going to take the under. I think it's going to be uh, you know a cold game in Denver, and it's going to be uh, low scoring. I'm I'm with you on the Bills. I think the Bills are going to cover. Uh, the Bills are, are one of the one of the only teams I feel like in the NFL that has a, a possibility if they play good football come January can beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. And that's coming from a Steelers fan. I, I think that what they what what they've done when they play well on both sides of the ball is is, is pretty crazy, man. To think of of you know the Bills in the past to, to what we have now with Josh Allen the last few years. So uh, give me the Bills to cover. Give me the over in this game. I don't think the cold is going to take anything away from these two quarterbacks. They're they're used to playing in the cold up in New York as well as in Denver with Drew, Drew Locke. So um, yeah, give me the over and give me the the Bills to cover as well. All right. I like it. Uh, the second Saturday game is the 10 and three green Bay, uh, green Bay Packers against the four and nine uh, Carolina Panthers. The Packers are favored by eight and a half points. The over under is 51 and a half. Uh, Nick, I got, a, I got a stat for you. Uh, I got a, okay. a question. Who do you think, which one is higher? Which one of these is higher Rogers passing touchdowns this year or green Bay's punts this year? Which one is higher? Wow. I feel like it's a trick question now. <laughs> what, what's Rogers at right now? Like 30, 32, 34? Did you tell me that? That's a good question. Yeah, I got it for you right here. Hold on. He's in the 30s. I think he's above 35, though. I think he's got uh, – let's see, Rogers. Yeah, I have a feeling he's around 36, 38, actually, because I think he's on pace to, to – to uh, possibly cover what he did as MVP here. No, yeah, Rodgers has been awesome. He has thrown. Oh, I gotta go to to total. My answer is the punts. By the way, you think the punts are higher? He yeah, has, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna before go before. Punts. Okay, I'll, let you, I'll give you a chance. He has 39 passing touchdowns this year. Okay, I it just it felt like a trick question. I think you're putting me in a bad spot, Joe. I'm gonna be real with you. 39. <laughs> There's three weeks left. He's got three games All left. Right. Well, the fact that you're giving me a, a chance to, to change my question, it kind of tilted the odds or changed my answer. It tilted the odds a little bit. So give me the touchdown. So I, I, J.K. Scott kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. He's 39 passing touchdowns. They've only punted the ball 38 times this year. The Packers shows you how good uh, Aaron <laughs> right Rodgers has been. And with that being said, I'm taking Green Bay against the Carolina Panthers. And I'm going to hit the over on this 51 and a half points. I think it's going to be high scoring. Yeah, I I, um, I really like the Packers actually taking the number one spot in the NFC going into the playoffs. So um, I have the Packers winning out, and five and a half points is not a, is not enough points for the for the Panthers to stay close. So uh, give me the Packers, Devonte Adams. Uh, honestly, I have Aaron Jones. You could probably bench Aaron Jones at this point. He just wants to throw the ball anyways. So uh, Aaron Jones hasn't done anything in like eight weeks. Um, but yeah, give me give me the Packers, man. Give me the the Packers. Give it. Give me the uh, under, actually. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with you on the Aaron Jones benching. Although he hasn't had any blow up games, I don't think he's finished outside the top twenty four in any week this year. I, it's obviously a joke. I'm a little bit hurt, Joe. Oh, okay. a little bit hurt. Gotcha. So don't, don't 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 mistake uh, all the listeners out there. Don't <laughs> don't mistake my uh, my Sorry. recency bias for the fact that Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott are the reason I got kicked out of the playoffs in one of my leagues. Mm. 
Yeah, that's bad beats. Those are stud running backs too. Looking yep. at looking at the 10 a.m. games on Sunday, we have the five and eight struggling San Francisco 49ers at the four and nine Dallas Cowboys. I, I was planning on going to this game, you know, pre-COVID, but obviously don't feel safe to travel right now with the state of the world. Niners are favored by three points. The over-under is 45. This got flexed out of Sunday night football. It was supposed to be a primetime matchup. Uh, yeah, yeah, thankfully. <laughs> Although they they just, put just the the Browns and the Giants instead of this this the Chiefs and the Saints. I don't know what they were thinking because that would have been a hell of a Sunday night football game, but I think Browns and Giants are better. So I don't know what the NFL is thinking. But <laughs> that being said, bad Cowboys defense. I think Mullins plays well against bad defenses. He struggled big time against the Washington football team last week. So I think Mullins can get it done. He'll play uh, just above average. Maybe have two. I think he'll have two touchdowns and 250 yards against this very, very bad Cowboys defense. And I think the Niners are going to uh, cover the three-point spread. All right. So this sounds like you think Nick Mullins is a great super flex uh, QB option this week if you needed a second spot. If you if you need to start a quarterback, I think he's better than Chase Daniel that you have to pick up or uh, you know Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I would start Nick Mullins over both those guys. Well, of course. Thank you, Joey, for being obvious with us right now. Um, <laughs> so last week I, I went with the Cowboys against the Bengals in a, uh, a revenge spot for Andy Dalton. And it wasn't even Andy Dalton who really put the beating down on the Bengals. Um, it was defense. And I feel like the defense has a good little taste in its mouth on what it feels like to play a great game. And I don't believe in the Niners. So to upset you and some of our listeners, uh, I'm actually going to be taking the boys to cover. Nice. The boys. What do you, how do you like the over under in this, uh, in, in, in Dallas? Give me the, give me the under, give me the under. I think it's going to be a sh- uh, <clears throat> low scoring game uh, somewhere like 20, 20, 21 to, to 17, maybe. All right. We've been, we've been opposite on the over under so far every uh, through every game so far, I'm taking the taking the over here with the bad defenses. Well, the Niners are a good defense, but I don't know if Fred Warner is going to be back, so that that really hurts us on on that side of the ball. Yeah. Next game up, we have the eight and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the four and nine Atlanta Falcons. Tampa Bay is favored by six points in a fifty and a half point over under. I like the Bucks here. I didn't take the Bucks last week against Minnesota. I took the Vikings and obviously the Bucks covered. So I'm going to go with the Bucks here against the Atlanta Falcons. Julio Jones should be back, but I think the Buccaneers are on a mission to make the playoffs and they have a chance this weekend if they need some help, but I think they'll end up at nine and five and win by more than a touchdown here. Yeah. One of the things I think I didn't realize going into uh, last week when we, I think we both took the Bucks was uh, Tampa, Tampa Brady over there is seven and three. He's not eight and three after a bye. So, uh, in his last 11 games uh, mm-hmm. after a bye. So I, I just I just don't think the Falcons – the Falcons can't keep up with the Chargers. There's no way they can keep up with the Bucs. Give me the, give me the Bucs to cover this as well. Uh, and give me the over, especially with Julio Jones if he's back in. Um, points are going to be scored, and the Bucs are going to, I think, take care of business. All right. That's the first one we agree on. We're going uh, both going over here for this game. So it should be a, a fun matchup. Leonard Fournette was not active last week. I wonder if they're just benching him because he had so many drops the week prior when they lost. It's it's interesting. Yeah. So he was a, he was a healthy scratch. So um, I was actually listening to another podcast the other day and they were talking about uh, the whole Mitch Trubisky uh, being a bad draft pick as everybody else. But 
nobody talks about Leonard Fournette being drafted fourth that that year with Alvin Kamara, CMC right behind them. And I know they didn't need a they didn't need a quarterback, so obviously they're not going to take Deshaun Watson or, or Pat Mahomes. But you had both Alvin Kamara and CMC available when you picked up Leonard Fournette. He's now no longer on the team. You have James Robinson who came in on the Jaguars had a gr- has, has has had a great rookie year, um, and now the Bucks don't even want to play Leonard Fournette. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that, that means anything for this week. I don't know if he's an, another healthy scratch, um, but I, I do see their confidence growing in Ronald Jones, and especially in December and January, um, you really want to have confidence in one of your backs. So um, I think they keep giving him the ball. I think Ronald Jones is a great start in most leagues. Um, yeah. And then figure out which receiver is going to get the ball in the end zone for, for the for the Bucks because I feel like that's always tough, man. I agree. Yeah, monitor Ronald Jones status. He's having surgery on his, I think his pinky finger. He fractured it in the game, uh, but he should be good to go for this week. So just monitor that. I, I, I agree with you that I don't think running backs should be taking taken in the first round in the NFL draft because yeah. they're so disposable. Like you can get disposable is a bad word, but you could just get none. Look at James Robinson. You can get an undrafted guy that can get the job done and you don't have to waste the, yeah, you don't have to waste the draft capital on it. My, uh, my brother had a good point about Saquon Barkley because he got taken second overall, right? And yeah, did you know after he was drafted, he became top five paid at the position because of the draft capital? There's minimum salary requirements based on where you're drafted in the first round. Saquon Barkley yeah. became instantly top five, top five paid at the running back position when he was drafted. It's crazy. And uh, but yeah, I, I don't necessarily consider Fournette a bust. Maybe in the NFL, yes, but in terms of fantasy you know he did give you three rb1 years even though he was injured his second year and i think running backs if you can get three to five years out of him i think it's solid so you just got to know when to sell him and of course nelly picked the right time to sell him to me so uh yeah there you go no and i'm not saying he's a bust i'm just saying i think that where he was taken in in uh relativity to to other running backs we're gonna take a running back in the first round um where he was taken i think that uh, it's not talked about enough, man. I think that people, you know, everybody's harping on Trubisky being taken over Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. And I feel for the Bears fans out there. Let's give them something. Let's give them another narrative. That's all I wanted to do. Help okay, out the good. Bears fans out there that are upset. <laughs> uh, also, you know, Mitch Trubisky uh, has a better winning percentage than Deshaun Watson. So who really won there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if QB wins, right? Wins are a QB stat, right? No. <laughs> yes, sir. No, All right. All right. Well, anyways, let's go on to the next one, big dog. Next, we got the five and eight Detroit Lions at the nine and four Tennessee Titans. Titans are favored by 10 and a half points, 51 and a half point over under. I was very excited for this game, but it looks like Matt Stafford might miss. He took a big hit at the uh, in the middle of his game last week against. Uh, Green Bay the Titans have had some close games this year and for that reason it it sounds bad but even if Matt Stafford is out I'm going to take the Lions here uh plus 10 and a half what do you think Dick? yeah I'm, yeah I'm not I'm not taking him with, especially with Matt Stafford out Matt Stafford's in I I take the double digit favorite uh or underdog but yeah we're gonna we're gonna go with the Titans here um the Titans are going to do what they do every year in December. It feels like the last two or three years. They're going to give Derrick Henry the ball over and over again. Uh, he just had over 200 yards rushing last week. Uh, I think he's a little bit over 1,500 right now on the year. I think he's at like 1,580. No, um, I think he's he needs 250 yards to break the record. 
to break Eric Dickerson's uh, record. Can, can we can we look that up? Because I don't think that's correct. Because I think right now the odds to bet on him just getting a two thousand yard season is like plus two seventy, which would mean that he'd only need you know oh, you're right. 80, 80 yards. You're right. There's three uh, weeks. There's three weeks left, not two weeks, because uh, he needs to average over one hundred fifty yards the last three weeks to break. Yeah. It. So so I think he's just over like fifteen eighty. I want to say maybe sixteen hundred. Fifteen thirty two. Um, yeah, there we go. So I actually, I like that bet, by the way, a little, a little uh, part, uh, prop bet if you guys want to make it. Um, the Titans are going to do what they do every year. Uh, it feels like the last two or three years. They're going to give him the ball over and over again. I have no, I'll be not, I'll be shocked, especially with his matchups. I think he has the lines this week. Um, he, has the, he has the lines this week, and then he plays the Packers. Horrible run defense. Uh, he has one more game. I can't remember their Houston. 17 It's games. great. Houston. It's great. Matchups. It's great. So, so cool. I, I, yeah, if you want to bet on him getting over 2000 yards, it's plus 270. That's great odds. Uh, give me that all day. And, and, I, and I'll take the Titans. Titans is a double digit favorite. I'll take the, I'll take the over. I'll take the, uh, I'm gonna take the under in this game. Yeah. That's what uh, I got I just, as well. I can't, I can't, I can't do it, man. Chase Daniel is not a quarterback to me. Yeah. They don't even know who to give the ball to and they need to just, just, jam it down to Andre Swift and get him those reps, especially at the end of the year. They have no playoff hopes. They really need to see what they actually have in DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's in a great spot as well. He's a good start this week. And that, that's all I have on this game as far as as far as starts go and, and, and my picks. All right. Next up, we have the 4-9 Houston Texans at the 9-4 and four Indianapolis Colts. Last time they played, the Colts won 26-20 two weeks ago. T.Y. Hilton had a great game, and he had a great game last week. I think if you stashed him, I have him in a couple leagues where he just sat on my bench all year because I couldn't start him, and now he's contributing to help me win in the playoffs. So I'm I'm cool you, with him oh, going this week. You're you're a dog. That's why that's why it's the fantasy dog podcast because <laughs> I dropped him like it was a bad habit. Okay, yeah. I drafted Ty Hilton in a couple leagues thinking he's going to be in a good spot this year. Uh, the veteran of that wide receiver core was going to really be able to show the young bucks how it's done. Uh, and Philip Rivers, who's going to sling the ball around. Obviously, it doesn't look good when he throws the ball as often um, now in his career. But um, if you held on to T.Y. Hilton, uh, I think you have to start him after two back-to-back, yeah. uh, two, two touchdown weeks. I think by benching him, you're, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Uh, and obviously, he could go and put up a dud, but uh, this is a good matchup for him. T.Y. historically ruins the Texans. So. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised for him to have another great week and, and rev it, rev up your engines with T.Y., man. He's, he's back and he's, and he's ready to go. Uh, I have – and w- the spread in this game was it was minus three? Uh, so it's the Colts minus seven, 51 point minus over seven. under. Minus seven, oh, yeah. Um, Texans have no weapons, man. Is Brandon Cooks – Brandon Cooks is still out? Is that, uh, has that been updated yet? He is, he is questionable to play this week. David Johnson also uh, has a – he's on the COVID IR list for – I think it's yeah. a family thing, so I don't know if he's going to play either. But, yeah, something to watch. I'm, I'm going with Houston here, plus seven. I'm yeah, going based I off think... last last uh, matchup score. They, they lost by six, so I think mm-hmm. I think it'll be close again. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll stay with – I'll stay with the Texans. Uh, I think that you're right on that one. Um they scare me a little bit, but Deshaun Watson will be be able to find a way to get something to get something to done. I still I still think you could slam the the Colts money line. I'd be shocked to see them lose, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm not surprised if the Texans keep it close. And then uh, give me the over in this game. 
Yeah, same here. I'm going with the over in this game as well. Next game up, we have the six and seven New England Patriots at the eight and five Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are favorites in this one, two and a half points. The over under is 41 and a half. New England won in week one, 21 to 11, but Miami has covered in three straight games. So I'm taking the Dolphins here. I took them last week against the Chiefs, worked out barely, barely at the end of the game. Ah, and I'm, yeah, I'm picking them this week. Horrible. I don't understand why, why coaches get into the analytics and kick a field goal in that spot. Go for the points. You had no chance of winning that game anyways. You weren't going to get the ball back with 16 seconds. Um, and still needed to score that touchdown. So I, I know it's analytics and, and you're supposed to you're supposed to kick the field goal in that point, try to get the onside. Uh, but yeah, I the, the Patriots are playing in, in Miami, right? Correct. Yeah, give me the, the the Dolphins to cover this as well. I'm taking the under, and my reasoning is the Dolphins are going to be down their top wide receiver, their top tight end, and their top two running backs. So it's tough. Feel bad for Tua. But they're a good enough team, and they have a good enough defense to contain Cam Newton, although it doesn't take a lot to contain Cam Newton now, but I think they can get it done. You think Limboden is a, a start this week in, in uh, deeper leagues? Absolutely. He was an RB1 last, last week. Yeah. Believe it or not, actually, that might have changed. You might have got pushed out because that was before the Monday night game with Cleveland, and they had two RB ones. So, yeah, I believe he was RB fourteen or or fifteen or something. But yeah, I think he's gonna be lined up in the slot, and he's gonna get targets, and he's gonna get some rushes, and maybe even throw a couple. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna need to do something a little bit out of the box uh, with with that many people injured. So I think Len Bowden's a great start this week, and and. Uh, I don't, I don't trust anybody on the Patriots side right now. I don't know if they're going to score enough. I feel like this is, this has this has a team team points written all over it. Like 17-14 is going to be the final score of the winning team. So Under? Yeah, give me the under. Uh, something to watch. I think Julian Edelman might practice this week, but I don't think if anyone's going to start him, I think it just might help Cam a little bit if you got to roll with Cam in some of your leagues. Um, looking at the next game, we have the six and seven Bears and the six and seven Vikings. Both these teams are tied for, I believe, eighth place in the NFC. So they're just on the outside looking in. The Vikings are favored by three points and a 47 point over under. Minnesota won a Monday night football match of a, I think it was back in like week eight or nine. They won 19 to 13 previously. Uh, I, I believe that's going to be a similar case here, although that one was against. Nick Foles, Mitch Trubinsky is going to be in at quarterback for the Bears. So give me the Vikings here, minus three. Ben against Mitchell Eats. Mitchell Eats. I'm trying to get that one to go. I don't know if that really is going to stick or not, Joe. Um, yeah, the Vikings are, are back-to-back. I think back-to-back losses. Uh, I feel like it was they're, they're, that game was a lot, more, a lot more recent. I think it was more like week 11. Um, I'll, I'll take the Vikings in this one as well. I, I I think Kirk Cousins and and, uh, and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook all have all have a decent game uh, and 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 they, they handle it. I just don't know which which Mitch is going to show up, and that's the only reason I'm worried about this over under. Because uh, if we can get shades of Mitch from last week, this is obviously going to hit the over. Uh, he looked great last week in the first half and kind of let go in the second, but I'll, I'll take the over in this game. Um, yeah, I'll take the over in this game. Rev up Allen Robinson. Rev up your David Montgomery's. I don't think I'd go any further than that on the on the on the Bears side. Um, 
I don't think Darnell Mooney's gonna be a good start this week. And I feel like there's some tight end controversy in, in, in the Bears line right now. They have Komet. Komet's getting a lot more snaps than before. Uh, a lot of people were high on Komet last week, and, and Jimmy Graham's the one that caught the touchdown. So um, the rest of the offensive weapons on the Bears side are a little bit scary, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, it's absolutely risky roulette going with one of those tight ends. But Komet has increased in snap percentage. So I think if you have to pick one, I would go with him. Last time the Dalvin Cook faced the Bears – he had 34 touches and only equivalated to 15.2 points in PPR. I'm taking the under on 15 points. I think he doesn't get above 15 points in this game. The Bears defense is very good. 34 touches is amazing. And to only have 15 points, that's that's tough. So, Nick, over under Dalvin Cook, 15 points against the Bears. Give me the, give me the under, and this is bias, because I want a big game out of Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. So, Me too. I'll tell you that right now. I want a big game out of Justin Jefferson. And I need a big game out of Justin Jefferson because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about the trade I've made and, and that trade's going to come back to haunt me this playoff matchup in one of our leagues. Mm-hmm. All right. Next game up, we have the Seattle Seahawks at 9-4 and four at the 6-7 and seven wa- uh, Washington football team. Seahawks are favored by six points and a 44-and-a-half point over-under. Washington has covered in four straight games and that they're a lot. They're the division leading the NFC East division leading football team. NFC beast. Yeah. NFC beast. There you go to give me Washington here to plus six. I think they're going to keep it close. The defense is good. Uh, I like, I like the Washington football team here, regardless if Alex Smith plays or not. I think Dwayne Haskins can come in and throw against this Seattle secondary. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go opposite with you. I don't like this because I, I think this is really going to hurt our picture parlay. I feel like we've, we've kind of shredded, shredded sides on a lot of these games, but um, I think, I think Russ, Russ, Russ is cooking again. I think Russ is, I think Russ is really cooking again, man. And, and I know this deep, this Washington defense is not anything to, to mess around with. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. I think the Washington still, I think Washington is, can't can't score over twenty, and and I would be shocked if, if Russell Wilson doesn't get a, get a thirty plus point performance out of this game. Not not fantasy wise, but I'm talking about team points. That's true. They, their offense cannot score over twenty, as last week the Niners' defense did not give up a touchdown, but their defense could could score a touchdown. So, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll see what Washington could do here. I, I think Russell Wilson gets sacked at least three times against this Washington defensive line, and it uh, it'll be a close game. I'm a uh, I'm taking the over in this one, Nick. What do you like? I'm gonna take. I'll, I'll take the over as well. Um, I like. I, I just talked about it right now. Some, something around thirty to twenty is what I think the score is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's fifty points. It's close. So give All give right. me the over. Uh, I want to ask you this. I think I ask you this every week because nobody really knows anymore. But um, who who has the better week this week? Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf? Great question. I think last Who's week I said week? I said Lockett, I think, last week. I don't know who had a better game last week, actually. But let me look that up real quick. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I, I just – I don't remember the last time they both had, you know, wide receiver two or better weeks in the same week this season. I think it might have happened, like, twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, Metcalf uh, had 18 points last week. Lockett had 10. I'm going to go with Metcalf. 
Yeah, and right there, I don't think 10 points gives you a wide receiver two performance, mm-hmm. right? So, not in this day and age. Not in this economy. Not, <laughs> not, not, not in this economy. This is a bull market or what? Um, <laughs> it's a bull or bear, baby. But no, uh, I, I agree. I think DK Metcalf has, a, has, a, has another good week. I don't, I don't think that they're going to be able to stop him. He's just, he's, a, he's just such an athletic freak, dude. Yeah, he's and beast. It's crazy. It's crazy to me how how he's passed up by so many so many teams. Uh, I think there was like two or three receivers taken before him in his draft. And so, Isabella was taken before him. That's outrageous. Could you imagine DK and, and DeAndre Hopkins? Mm-mm. Now they probably oh, wouldn't have needed man. to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, but I mean, I would trade for DeAndre Hopkins. To get it that? Yeah, trade, if you so. saw it, especially especially when it was a bag of balls for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, man. all right, yeah, we both agree on that. I think DK Metcalf is a great week, um, and and I'm just gonna come out and say it. If I if I think and and, and Joe thinks that DK Metcalf has a has a great week, I I think you can lock Tyler Lockett up for another eight to eleven point performance. Yeah, Metcalf is leading receivers in receiving yards this year. He's not leading the NFL. Do you know who's leading the NFL in receiving yards? It's not a receiver. It's not a running back. Oh, is it Travis Kelsey? It's Travis Kelsey. He's going to break George Kittle's all-time receiving yard record for tight end, which was set in 2018. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, Kelsey had it for about 15 minutes, and then Kittle broke it. Uh, So, yeah, Yeah, Kelsey's going to get it back. back Yeah, they're going to go back and forth. and Depending on who the the Niners get a quarterback next season, we can lock up uh, Kittle for the the next uh, receiving yard performance (laughs) record. So I agree. Cool, man. Next game up, we have the 1-12. Jacksonville Jaguars against the eight and five Ooh. Baltimore Ravens. You know, I had Baltimore here. The Ravens are favored by 13 and a half, 47 and a half point over under. I had Baltimore here until about five minutes before our, our, our call here with Minshew back. I think the Jaguars make it interesting. <laughs> I'm a Minshew mania guy. They can win games with Minshew. They won't win this game, but they might not lose it by more than two touchdowns. So yeah. I'm taking Jacksonville here. Yeah. Give me the Jaguars. As well, um, I, I completely agree with you. Um, that's the first thing that came to my mind as well, and and he's, he's exciting. Um, I think that the only time I've I, in the last two or three seasons, the only time I've ever been excited for Jaguars weapons is when the shoes behind behind center. So mm-hmm. um, rev it up, man! I think it's going to be a high high score affair too. With um, mentions in there. Lamar is going to have to have to score at least 25 to 35 points uh, just to, to take this win. So mm-hmm. I'm there with you. Give me that. Give me the over. Okay. And I'm, I'm, me, I'm taking the, the under options. I, I could totally see the over hitting, but if I think 47 and a half points, I, I see it being like, you know, uh, like 24 to, to 17 or something like that. So I'm going to take that. I'm more, yeah, I'm more in the 24 to 30 range. That's where I'm at right now. 24 to 30, 21 to 28. So. um, Should be closer than people think. I guess we'll see. Can you start both JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards? I know you can't, can't start Mark Ingram. So I think you can can score. I think you could score both. I I think you could play both of them. Yes. If I had to pick Dobbins, but I don't know a lot of people that have both. So. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't think a lot of people would have both. I think you you had a you had to pick your side of the fence when when you made that that pickup and the whether it was uh, waivers or, or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, Jay, I, I just want a big I want a big game out of J.K. Dobbins. I want I want one of those 130 140 yard games and 
And uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, especially when you have Lamar Jackson taking carries. You have uh, Gus Edwards still getting there, breaking off big runs for touchdowns like he did last week. And, um, yeah, I, I like J.K. Dobbins, too. If I had to start either one of those people, mm-hmm. I'd prefer J.K. Dobbins. But I honestly think you could start both. Yeah. Next up, we have the 0-13 New York Jets against the 9-4 and L.A. Rams. Rams are favored by 17 points. The over-under is 44 17 points. I think that's the largest one we've seen so far. I have a quick stat for you. Since 2003, there has been 11 instances of the spread closing at 17 points. The record of the favorite covering is 3-7-1. and one. There was one push in there. So that being said, it's a lot of points. I'm taking the New York Jets. I don't think that the Rams are going to be able to cover this 17 points. That's a lot of points. The Rams are undoubtedly going to win, but, you know, I think – I think I, I don't think I don't see him winning by more than 17. I love ownership of the Jets. I love the fact that they haven't fired out of base yet. because um, I think they're gonna be they're just doing the whole NFL service. I think we could finally just get the whole stigma of Adam Gase, you know, Peyton Manning's quarterback whisperer. Um, and, and why he's gotten two head coaching jobs when he obviously is not a good fucking coach. Um so I think they're, they're they're literally holding on to him and won't fire him. Um, He's helping so them he can have a, for the future. He's helping them get a higher pick. Well, now you, they, they can do that on their own. Um, I think that they want to make sure that nobody else makes the same mistake they did and that the Dolphins did um, and get that 0-16 tainted on his record. After 0-16, he's not going to get a coaching job for, for a long time. So thank you, Jets. I appreciate it. I will also be tainting the Jets to cover. Um, I have... I don't know a time where I feel like I'd be comfortable ever taking a team to, to win by two scores and a field goal. Um, I don't think a betting man should. The, the numbers show it as well. Um, you would be positive by taking the, the previous, you know, what is it, uh, 11 matchups that were at a 17-point spread or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give me the Jets to cover. Give me the give me the Jets to cover. Give me the under in this game. Yeah, I like the under as well. Yeah. So you, you're already believing they're going to finish 0-16. Their next three matchups are this week they have the, the Rams. Next week they have Cleveland. Week 17 they have New England. I think they can win at New England, as weird as it sounds. I think if New England is out of the playoff hunt, no one wants to be associated with 0-16. So I think those players are going to show up, and they could upset the Patriots in Week 17. It's very not very likely with Bill Belichick as the head coach of the Patriots, but, you know. I, no one wants to be a part of that that crappy season, so we'll see. That, that'll I'm be the game they'll do it, though. I, I'm willing to place a bet on 0-16 um, with odds, obviously, because I have three more games, and, and we're not going to bet on the fact of the, the, just the straight-up Pats versus Jets, but I'm willing to talk about that off-air. Um, I would be shocked if they could win a game. They don't look like they have it in them. Um, the only team they were able to even be close to beating was the Raiders, but you talked about it. The Raiders are frauds, so – I don't care about him. Yeah, somebody – I don't I don't remember the odds for it, but somebody in week three or four bet the Jets' first win of the season against the Raiders. And I think they bet like 200 bucks to win like 30 or 40K. And how bad could you have been? Like that's just so disappointing. They lost in the last play of the game to a touchdown to Henry Ruggs. Like they would have they would have won that money. Like it was, it was just outrageous. Yeah, like, and, oh. and this, is, this is the conspiracy theorist to me. But uh, I already know that that Dr. Heat, that uh, Greg Williams got a call from upstairs that said, you need to throw this game. If you throw this game, we will fire you. 
and you won't have 0 16 on your on your back tatted on your back for everybody to see mm. and he was like oh, that sounds really good all right cover zero <laughs> cover zero baby send it up so that, that's just me though i think that he wanted to get fired he got a call and, and, and they told him we'll, we'll we'll take this away we'll, we'll get you out of here you'll still get paid mm-hmm. um and you won't have 0 16 on your back you'll just have the 0 13 we got two more sunday day games we have the 4 8 1 philadelphia eagles with jalen hurts led philadelphia eagles playing uh, in Arizona, the seven and six Cardinals. Cardinals are favored by six and a half points. The over under is forty nine and a half. I think the Cardinals have come back down to earth. They they did win last week, but before that, they've been they've been having some tough games ever since they beat Buffalo. Uh, that being said, I'm taking Philly here with Jalen Hurts. I think he, you know, he ran he threw the ball thirty times last week. He ran it eighteen times. So I think if you got him in fantasy, I think it's a great play. Also, uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm taking the uh, the Eagles here. Yeah, no, I'm taking the Eagles as well. Um, the the Eagles are playing different, like they're they're just playing different with a different type of energy, a different type of feel for the game since Jalen Hurts got in. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of exciting because we have a chance that Week 17, I think it is, the Eagles play the Washington Football Team, um, and they're playing for the NFC Beast title. Uh, and and everybody who who dogged coach Peterson back in, I think it was like week two or week three when they played the Bengals and they played for a tie um, are going to realize that that was probably the smartest movie could have made. <laughs> yeah. That tie is what's going to help them. The tiebreaker, uh, right? Yeah. The tie is going to help them get into the NFC, uh, get into the NFC playoff matchup. So give me the Eagles to cover uh, almost a touchdown. Um, I would be shocked if they lost this game. Honestly, I don't, I don't believe in the Cardinals. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I like the over in this game, Nick. What do you think? Yeah, give me the over as well. Um, honestly, yeah, give me the over. I, I think that we could start up Greg Ward, honestly. I like Greg Ward. I like Jalen Hurts. Um, I like Dallas Goddard in this game. Uh, on the other side, how do you feel about Dan Arnold? I think he has two back-to-back weeks with a, a touchdown scored. He had the big play two weeks ago. I think he scored last week as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, I did not feel comfortable playing him. I don't care that he's had two good weeks, but <laughs> would, would no you, thank would you. Would you start Dan, Dan Arnold over uh, Cole Komet? Oh. Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, that's a tough oh. spot, dude. I'd probably start Cole Komet. That, that, that question, honestly, is only going to really um, – propose anything to probably the answer to that question is only going to propose anything to probably people in a, in a dynasty league. To be honest, I would be shocked if in a redraft league, you're, you're, you're dwindled down to two options at Dan Arnold and, and Cole Komet. But um, tough. yeah, I, I honestly, I think I'd probably start Dan Darnold. I think Dan Darnold actually scores more points than Cole Komet this week. Would you start Jalen Hurts or Derek Carr? Jalen Hurts. Shout out to Anthony. He asked this question. So I told him Jalen yeah. Hurts as well. I, I think he threw the ball 30 times and, and, and ran it 18 times. I would be, I think you can honestly, if you want to do another little prop bet, um, we talked about two plus 270 on Derek Henry getting over 2,000 yards this season. Um, I think Jalen Hurts finds the end zone on one of these runs. Yeah. Um, and you could, and you could bet, you could bet Jalen Hurts at the anytime touchdown score. I like it. Next, uh, last of the day games on Sunday, we have the 12 and one Kansas City Chiefs at the 10 and three New Orleans Saints. Chiefs are road. Favorites by three points. The over under is 51 and a half. We don't have to waste any time on this one. It's the over on this. Yeah. I think you agree. Yeah. Great. Uh, uh, you can give me the over at 70 points, and I'd probably be dumb enough <laughs> to fucking take it still. 
<laughs> I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints here because they're at home. I think the I think they can cover this. This I give. I'll take them plus three. And Drew Brees should be playing this week, right? That's the. It, it's still up in the air, but I think Sean Payton is a great coach, and he's going to keep this this uh, his team in the game. Yeah, I I I don't think I don't think he will. Um, I I bet I bet the Chiefs last week and they screwed me over, but I, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think plus plus our minus three for the Chiefs is a steal. Um, especially with Taysom Hill behind behind center. Uh, and if Drew Brees even gets in the game, I wouldn't be shocked to see Drew Brees get sacked once and break another rib. Ouch. Just to be – yeah, knock on wood. I hope he doesn't. I wish the best for his health. He's, he's a great guy. But, um, it, yeah, it's just give me the Chiefs, man. Give me yeah, the Chiefs. Can't, can't complain with the Chiefs. Slam the over. Yes, absolutely. Next up, we have the 9-4 and – this is Sunday Night Football. we got 9-4 and four Cleveland Browns at the 5-8 and eight New York Giants. Browns are favored by four points, 45-and-a-half point over under. doesn't look like Daniel Jones is going to play in this one, which might actually be good for the, for the Giants since he had three fumbles last week. So yeah. he's just a turnover machine. Uh, that being said, I'm going to take Cleveland here, uh, minus four, and I'm going to take the under, under 45-and-a-half. Yeah, I, I – um... I don't. I think they they let Daniel Jones tell him that he was ready to come back, and and he obviously wasn't. He didn't look like he could move around at all. Um, I think he got sacked like eight times, uh, fumbled the ball. You said three times last week, and Colt McCoy. I he can get you two or three wins, and uh, he's already got them one against the Seahawks. That was a surprise. I think the Browns, the Browns are going to come back. Their offense is going to look just as good as it did last week. I think they just put up 42 points. I don't think that Colt, Colt McCoy can keep up with them. So I'll, I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take the Browns, Browns minus four. Um, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the over though. Uh, I have a feeling that the, the Browns will be able to score close to what they did last week. Their offenses look great every week. I think they've scored 40 plus points in, in three of the last like four games uh, or 35 plus points in like three of the last four games. So, um, yeah, give me the over. I think the Giants can at least get 10, and, and that, that should hit 45 and a half. All right, last game on the week. We have the 11-2 and two Pittsburgh Steelers at the 2-10 and 10 Cincinnati Bengals Monday Night Football. Steelers are favored by 11 and a half. Over-under is 40 and a half. Over-under is too low in this one. Give me the over. Pittsburgh's going to be able to throw the ball. I'm also going to take the Steelers here, minus 11 and a half. And uh, I, want, I want to ask you about Deontay Johnson. Do you think that they – punish him at all and sit him a little bit or is that in the past as long as he doesn't drop another one uh he'll be back in the lineup i don't know i don't know if he what, what what's going on with him i don't know if he if he has a little bit of a scare or something like that because it it's just his head. Like horrible yeah it's yeah it has to be in his head right um he 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 just has looked horrible the last few weeks i think he's had multiple drops every game the last few weeks he leads the league in drops uh, at 11 i believe yeah yeah that's that's not what I thought was going to happen. If you asked me, you know, four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Um, and I think 11 drops has had, I think eight of those 11 drops has been in the last four weeks, honestly. Um, I don't know who to take in this man, because the Steelers, they can't run the ball. They're, they're all, honestly, they're scaring me. Um, I'm not half as confident as I was two or three weeks ago in the Steelers being able to, to take on, anybody in the AFC playoffs with, you know, the chiefs coming up, the bills again, if they have to play the bills. So double, 
double-digit favorites for the Steelers don't work out. I think the Steelers can win this game, but I think the game will be close, surprisingly. And I'll take the over as well. All right. Interesting. Well, that covers it for week 15. Before we call it a day, uh, one breaking news that just came out. George Kittle, uh, the 49ers have opened up a practice window for him. So he can begin practicing this week. This means there's a chance he plays week 16. So if you held on to him in any of your leagues and he's on your IR, you, you could probably throw him in the lineup for championship week if you make it. So we'll see how he does and if he plays. That's very interesting. Um, I, I do have a three-way parlay. Again, I want to throw out there. I unfortunately missed it last week with Philly upsetting the Saints. But the three I'm picking, and if I'm just doing a quick sweep – we agree on these three, Nick. So this is this will probably be part of the pitcher parlay. But this one has odds of plus 581. So it's 5.8 to 1 uh, based on your bet. But I'm taking Cleveland minus four against the Giants. Philly plus uh, six and a half against the uh, Cardinals. And then Miami minus two and a half against New England. Okay. Well, 5.8 to 1. Bet 100 bucks on that. Win 580, guys. There you go. Um, Easy as that. And then what are we looking at for the pitcher parlay? I, I feel like this week we, we spread a lot. I think we probably only have like six or seven picks that I think we agreed on. But Hey, uh, that, that's a higher picks. chance of, of it hitting. So There we go. That's good. So it looks like we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, oh. ten. So that we we had ten? On. We do. No way. I feel like I was I was uh, straight away from you a little bit most of the games there. We got, I guess I, we lost the, it in the middle. That's the over-under. <laughs> we got the uh, – <laughs> We got Buffalo, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Houston, Miami, Minnesota, Jacksonville, the Jets, Philly, and Cleveland. Wow. All right. Well, uh, follow us on uh, – follow follow Joey on Twitter. What is it, Fantasy Joe? Yeah, the, the Fantasy Dogs podcast is at Fantasy Joe 5. Uh, if you want to look at my, my personal Twitter, uh, I believe it's at Joseph Mason 94 And then, uh, Nick, what's your uh, Twitter handle? White Dipper, like the Big Dipper, White Dipper underscore 408. Um, but, yeah, follow follow us on, on all socials. Make sure you follow Fantasy Joe 5. Uh, he's going to have the, the full pitcher parlay up um, with the odds probably in the next uh, next hour or so. So make sure to check that out. Uh, and if you want to bet with us, we're, we're looking to hit one of these. I think I think we have a good chance to hit one of these in the last few weeks. And, and uh, if we do, we want to make sure everybody's along for the ride. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening in, everybody. Good luck in your fantasy matchups this week, and we'll see you next week for week 16. See ya. Cool.